1: The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. When Marie Antoinette was told that the people had no bread, she replied, let him eat cake. She only meant it as a jest, and she could never understand why, A, nobody laughed, and, B, she would have to pay for it with her head. It all goes to prove that the public will tolerate any abuse from its rulers except a half-baked joke, which is why the story you're about to hear concerns a very serious person. How did you get in here?
2: You don't remember me, Your Excellency. Halder. You're John Halder. Yes. But you're dead. You were shot this morning. How did you escape? I didn't escape. I was shot. You didn't die. I died. All the bullets hit me.
3: What do you want?
2: I only want to know the answer to one question.
3: What question?
2: Why didn't you give me justice?
1: Our mystery drama, Blue Justice, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Leon Janney. It is sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule and buick motor division i'll be back shortly with act one to the man who bought the skyhawk to the girl in the century we're glad you like your buicks glad you set your spirit free and to the family from ohio to the folks up in st paul nice
2: to see you join us nice to see you all
4: there i was with my new buick skylark and there he was just coming out of the store with a new coffee table. I like your coffee table, I said. I was going to buy one just like it. Thank you, he said. I liked your Buick Skylark, too. I was going to buy one just like it. Thank you, I answered. Then he suggested, listen, you like my coffee table and I like your Skylark. Why don't you get married? <laughs> what can I say? I guess it was love at first Buick. It's nice to see you join us. We're
2: glad it came to be. I nice see you join
0: us. free. Buick, dedicated to the free spirit in just about everyone.
1: Psychologists suspect we are what we hate. The poet's right of people who do protest too much. Is it possible, therefore, that they shout the loudest against evil whose resistance to it is the weakest? Consider Mr. Peter Littlewood. He is assistant minister of justice in a country whose language would be utterly incomprehensible to most of us. So, we have translated everything into English, or rather, American. When we said that Peter was assistant minister of justice, we also stated his problem. He would like to be the minister. He is honestly convinced he could do a much better job than the minister. Why were you in the square?
2: The square? I I don't remember.
3: Yesterday you said you had gone there to buy ribbon for your wife.
2: I, I, I don't remember. Please, I'm so... Isn't
3: it true you went to the square to join the demonstration? No,
2: no. I went because my wife wanted me to to buy her some ribbon. I bought her the ribbon.
3: What was the name of the shop?
2: Uh, Oh, please, I'm so tired. The guards won't let me sleep.
3: What do you mean, the guards won't let you sleep?
2: They keep shining lights in my eyes, and they keep hitting me.
3: Abusing a prisoner is against the Constitution. You're lying.
2: It's true. Please, believe me.
3: You have the right to lodge a complaint here take this complaint form
2: no 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 why no. not uh, well the, the guards they find out and they kill you no, i won't sign that
3: professor john halder professor you're a college professor an intellectual You know the law. You must report any official who is delinquent in his duty. The truth, then, must be you are not being abused by the guards.
2: I just said Therefore,
3: you are lying. It's the truth. Then sign the complaint. And so, we establish the fact that you are a liar. No. You're lying about going to the ribbon shop.
2: No, it's true. Where
3: is the ribbon?
2: The the ribbon? You claim
3: Uh, you bought some ribbon. Where is it?
2: Yes, well, I I, I
3: must have lost it. Who are your accomplices?
2: I I, I don't have any accomplices. I I never said or did anything against the government. You
3: never told your students that there should be more than one political party?
2: No, I only And that told...
3: all parties should be free to criticize the government?
2: I only explained that that was how it was
3: in other countries. Why were you in the square the day of the demonstration? I told you
2: to buy my wife some ribbon. What color ribbon? Uh, bl- Blue. I remember. How much ribbon? How oh, my dear. Oh, uh, she said... Uh, she said, John, stop at that little shop and pick up two yards of blue ribbon. She told you to pick up the ribbon? Yes. Uh, wait, 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 wait. You could ask her. Why didn't I think of that before? Why, oh, it's so simple. Just ask
3: her. We have asked her. Well, then that should... I... Bring in Magda Halder.
2: Magda... Oh, Magda, tell them, tell them why I was in the square that day. Uh, Mrs. Halder,
3: did you ask your husband to buy you some ribbon? Magda? Did you ask him to buy some ribbon?
2: No. Magda, you did? No. You remember, Magda? Tell them my life depends on it. Tell them you asked me to buy the ribbon. Two yards of blue ribbon.
3: Did you, Mrs. Halder?
2: No. Arca. What did you do to her? Take her away. She she's making a mistake. Believe me, it was ribbon, blue ribbon. I'm innocent.
3: Innocent. And you hear them tell it. They're all innocent. You'd think there were no guilty people in the whole world. Innocent. <laughs> You have to get up early in the morning if you want to fool Peter Littlewood. And now for the toughest job of all, going up against that fat slob, the minister. Well, it can't last forever.
5: Come in, Peter. Sit down. Quite a night's work you've done here.
3: Uh, Yes, Your Excellency.
5: In private, you needn't call me Your Excellency. I would prefer Carl. Or Citizen Miller. Uh, I'm also Dr. Miller. A Ph.D. in mathematics, of all things. I prefer, Your Excellency. In spite of the fact that it annoys me.
3: The office you hold demands the title of respect. I have certain standards of conduct, and if a man... Let it go. Yes, Your Excellency.
5: I've looked through these cases.
3: Quite a batch. Forty. Forty. I'm hoping for your immediate approval so that sentencings
5: might be carried out at once. I see all of them are guilty. Yes, Your Excellency. You mean in this entire lot, not one of
3: them was innocent? If there were, I would have recommended immediate acquittal.
5: You should make it your business to find a few innocent people here and there. It's good politics. I don't deal in politics. I'm guided strictly by the evidence. An effective minister of justice is not guided by the evidence. He guides the evidence. Thus, it can lead him in any direction he chooses. Dismiss the charges against 10% of this lot.
3: They are all guilty of trying to overthrow the government.
5: Four out of 40 will not overturn the existing order of things. Besides, it's an investment. An investment in what? In getting a good night's sleep. I have no trouble sleeping. You will. You will, will one day, unless you make provision.
3: I'm afraid, Your Excellency, I don't understand.
5: Free four of these people. But they are all guilty. Here, for instance, this one. This pathetic little college professor. This John Halder. Hmm? Yes. He just happened to be there. Says he was going to a shop to buy his wife some ribbon. She had asked him to. She denies telling him that. Yes, well, it says here, John Halder 71. His wife, Magda, 29. Definitely December and May. Would you agree? Your Excellency, I don't see what all this When a this woman has... testifies against her husband and she is half his age one might profitably pursue certain personal ramifications. Is she pretty? She's pretty, I guess. How do we know she isn't using this as an opportunity to rid herself of an elderly husband? Have we checked to see if there's a, uh, a friend?
3: The woman testified under oath. She has no criminal record. She has never been in any sort of trouble. I am satisfied the woman is telling the truth. I used my best judgment. Do I have your permission to carry out the sentences?
5: Uh, Very well. But uh, remember what I told you about getting a good night's sleep. The trouble with this government is that it's
3: still being run by the Millers. These are people who like to spend a whole day thinking. What's there to think about? It's right or wrong, yes or no, hot or cold, isn't it? What this country needs is more men of action. Men like me. Men who don't get all twisted up in their own thoughts. Men who go by the book. I go by the book. It should all be so simple. Why do people always insist on confusing the issues? Now, how was your day, Alma?
4: As usual. Yours? Nothing out of the ordinary. Are there any plans for this evening? No, no. I've uh, brought on some work. And so have I.
3: Oh, I hear you're going to receive a medal.
4: Yes. I have increased production at the factory by 10%.
3: Yeah, that's very good.
4: It's my job. Peter, the uh, trial of those demonstrators. Yes? It's all over, isn't it? Yes. They were executed, all of them? Yes. Well, then... Why do you have to keep working so late?
3: Because the enemies of the people never sleep. Alma, an ideal wife for a man in my position. She has her own career. She's an engineer and efficiency expert. She makes no demands of me. And we have a very happy marriage. Now, let me see. I have here the the dossiers are,
0: are... Well, I'm so sleepy.
3: Well, I didn't get any sleep last night, so... Maybe I... Who, uh... Who could that be? Come in. Come in.
2: Good evening, Mr. Assistant Minister.
3: What do you mean by interrupting me at home? Who
2: are you? How did you get in here? Don't you recognize me? Uh, I suppose not. There are so many of us. Halder.
3: John Halder.
2: Yes, John
3: Halder. But but you're dead. You you, you were shot this morning. How did you escape?
2: I didn't escape. I was shot.
3: What do you want?
2: You're angry, Mr. Assistant Minister. Please, don't be I only want to ask a question, just one question. Yes, yes. Why did you believe Magda and not me? Why would Magda lie? Why? I never suspected it, but now I've found out. She has a lover. And that's why she wanted me out of the way. I'm twice her age. I'm not very exciting. He's young, good-looking. He's everything that I'm not.
3: But why didn't you accuse her of this when she testified?
2: Because I didn't know. I know now why she did it. And you should have investigated. You take pride in your sense of justice... But you didn't give me justice. You shot me on perjured testimony. There were 40 others. How many of them died needlessly?
3: It's a dream. That's all this is, a, a, a dream.
2: Does that mean it isn't true? Does that mean my wife didn't have a lover?
3: This is just a dream.
2: Why don't you find out?
4: Peter, are you... Are you all right? Huh? What? Oh, well... well, What's the matter? I was passing by your door. I heard you muttering and mumbling. Oh, I, uh... I I must
3: have fallen asleep at my desk. I, uh... I was dreaming.
4: Were you? That's odd.
3: Why is it odd?
4: Because you always say you never dream.
3: Well, I, uh... I was dreaming this time.
4: Oh? What did you dream about? I mean... Nothing. But it was something that sounded terrifying. Absolutely frightful.
3: I tell you it was nothing. Nothing.
1: It was nothing. One thing every listener should know by now is when a character in one of our stories says it was nothing, it's a code expression for it was everything. Where are we headed? We are headed toward act two, and we've got a special surprise all lined up. In a country with two centuries of the most
0: exciting history on earth, can any one year stand out? Oh yes, 1876, when the National Baseball League played its very first season, and Alexander Graham Bell made the first phone call ever, and the mountains, mining towns, and citizens of Colorado became our 38th state. And a beer was born in St. Louis, Missouri. It was brewed with only the very finest ingredients and slowly beechwood aged. Its taste, smoothness, and drinkability were, in a word, incomparable. Its fame and appeal spread quickly to all corners of the earth. It was Budweiser, and it still is today. Still beechwood aged. Still brewed proudly by people who care about quality. Ah, Budweiser, the king of beers for a hundred years. Anheuser-Busch, headquarters, St. Louis, Missouri.
1: In Peter Littlewood, we have a man who claimed he never dreamed. And why shouldn't we believe him? But... Now, by his own admission, he has had a dream, a very odd and disturbing dream, a dream in which a dead man has given him a certain piece of information, information which has to be checked out, because it could have a profound influence on the rest of his life.
3: Was I really dreaming?
1: And if I was,
3: what was the meaning of that dream? Evidently, something is disturbing my mind. Uh, it was Miller who planted the idea in my mind that John Halder's wife testified against him because she had a lover. And so I dreamed that Halder appeared to me to verify it. I'm going to face Miller with this. Bring it out in the open.
5: What is it this time, Peter? Uh, you
3: accused me of being derelict in my duty.
5: Did I? When?
3: Where? How? When? The other day. Where? Here in this office. How? By not investigating any alleged motive Mrs. Magda Halder may have had for testifying against her husband.
5: Mrs. Magda Halder? Hmm? Oh, yes, yes, I remember now. That May and December marriage.
3: You suggested she used the opportunity of the demonstration to get rid of him.
5: The fact is, she did testify against him. What other reason could she have?
3: This, Your Excellency, is where we disagree. There is a fundamental difference between us. I believe in my work while you... Yes. While I what? Tell me. You are a cynical man. I plead guilty. I believe in the people's government. I believe that the overwhelming majority of the citizens of this country also believe in the government. And that's why I disagree with you on Magda Halder.
5: It only required one word, and he, he would have been alive and free. She condemned him to death. I say she had a reason. And I agree.
3: And the reason was she loves her country more than anything else in the world. Nonsense. Nonsense, perhaps. To you. You don't understand love of country. Is that a fact? I'm speaking freely. You're too wise, the intellectual. In your heart, you despise simple people. I saw that woman's face. I saw the agony. She knew she was sending him to his death, and yet she understood the love of country, the obedience to duty that stands above any personal consideration. She had no choice. You believe this nonsense? Your Excellency,
5: Yes, I... yes, you do. Well, we disagree. You insist she was doing her patriotic duty, and I claim she was only combining duty with pleasure. I,
3: uh, I respect your point of view, although I deplore it. And I respect yours. And, of course, neither of us will ever be able to
5: prove he was right. Oh, that's not true. The truth is easily established. How? How? <laughs> I'm surprised at you, Peter. Peter. A resourceful investigator like yourself, you could easily discover the truth. Or are you afraid?
4: Yes. Oh. It, it,
3: the uh, it. assistant minister for justice, Mrs. Alder. May I come in?
4: Oh, certainly, your excellency. Uh, Won't you have a seat?
3: I'm merely here to ask you a few questions. Now, uh, you said you did not ask your husband to stop off and buy the ribbon that day. You said that under oath. Oh,
4: yes. And it's the truth. I swear it's the truth.
3: You knew what it would mean. Oh, yes. You had no other motive.
4: No. What other motive could there be? I worshipped John Halder. I was his student. I fell in love with him. Oh, he he was the most wonderful human being in the world i loved him but but no one has the right to place personal feelings above the good of the government i i still love
2: him maggie darling bring me a bath towel huh who is that
4: who it's who maggie oh that oh that that's my cousin he, uh, his apartment. Uh, the apartment house burned down, and he needed a place to stay. Hey, now you, Your cousin. My, uh, uh, second cousin. Actually, his family and my family were always so close, it, it's as if we were cousins. Sweetheart, you out there? How
3: long has this been going on? How
4: long has what been going on?
3: I advise you to tell me the truth. Well,
4: I... We... We've been lovers. I, I couldn't help myself. Well, John was wonderful, but, but he was old. He was so old. And I needed... I needed... And so
3: you saw your chance to be rid of him. Oh, no. You lied to me. Oh,
4: no, I told the truth. I did not ask him to buy the ribbon. I didn't. You
3: couldn't wait to get rid of him. But I
4: know this doesn't look good, but I, I did nothing to get rid of John, I swear. I told the truth. You're lying. Well, no one can prove it. No one. It's my word against his. It was always my word against his. And now He's dead.
3: There was terror in her voice But I could read the triumph in her eyes What could I do about it? Could I admit publicly that a mistake had been made? Never The government does not, cannot make mistakes I could bring charges against her and make her pay dearly But this would be even more harmful It would be an admission of incompetence on my part but that's not the worst of it. What about John Halder? Why did he appear to me in a dream? I'm not a dreamer. Whatever else I may be, I'm not a dreamer. What does it mean?
4: What time shall we arrive there tonight?
3: Hmm? Oh, uh, arrive where, Alma?
4: At your minister's reception.
3: Oh, I'd forgotten. I... I don't think I can go.
4: Are you ill? No, no, I'm not ill. You appear somewhat pale.
3: I haven't been getting much rest. I promised myself to get to bed early tonight. As a matter of fact, right after dinner.
4: Won't His Excellency be put out if you're not there? Uh,
3: Couldn't you go without me?
4: Do I have to go?
3: I think it would be good if someone were there to represent me. Very well. No, I know you really don't want to go, but... But I am very tired.
4: What do you want me to wear?
3: You're black. Miller is very fond of women in black. Is he? I didn't care about the reception. I simply had to get Alma out of the house. The reception would run from 8 to 12. That would give me a chance to sleep for four hours. And if I should dream and talk in my sleep... She wouldn't be here to notice.
2: Good evening, Mr. Assistant Minister. You? Again? Why, are you surprised? You knew I would be here. What do you want? Justice.
3: I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. That's
6: a lie.
3: Can you be brought back to life? No. Well, then... Then what can I do? Do you want me to admit publicly that your execution was a mistake? That would result in a certain amount of trouble for me. Is that what you want?
2: I told you what I want. Justice. What is justice? This is something you must figure out for yourself.
3: Wait a minute. Come back here. Where are you going? Peter. Come back.
2: Come back.
4: Peter.
3: Come huh? Where did you go?
4: would John Holder go John Holder. Huh. did you say John Holder well
3: what, oh, what? Oh, why would I, I say John Holder I don't
4: know you were having a dream again
3: oh, no 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 it it, it was nothing did uh, did you have a good time no oh I'm, I'm sorry
4: perhaps you'd better go back to
3: sleep no no I, I don't want any more sleep I've had my rest I I can go back to work
4: all right if that's what you want.
3: Alma, it, uh, it would be wise not to discuss this with anyone. I mean the fact that I've been having bad dreams.
4: Why would I discuss it with anyone?
3: Well, it's just that I hold a very sensitive position in the government.
4: I think I understand.
3: I looked at her. There was no anger in her voice. Just a statement of fact. I don't believe she's capable of anger... She's an engineer all wrapped up in physics and mathematics. Mathematics. Maybe that's why Miller thinks she's attractive. I don't see it. She's kind of pale and washed out.
6: She doesn't have that
3: animal excitement that, say, uh... Magda Halder has. Uh, But I didn't want a woman with animal excitement. I wanted someone like Alma who wouldn't get in my way. Magda... What am I going to do about Magda? She lied. Or did she? Isn't it my duty to find out? Maybe that's what John Halder meant by justice truth. The truth, no matter where it leads or who it hurts. I'll have her arrested and make her tell the truth. Rita, hmm? You busy? No, no, Your Excellency. Please come in. You
5: told my secretary you wanted to talk about something special.
3: Yes, about justice. A few days ago, you asked, what is justice? And you answered your own question. You said it was a man-made conceit. I disagree.
5: You have a better answer.
3: Yes. I say justice is truth. And I intend to establish the truth. We have a disagreement about the motives of Mrs. Magda Halder. I want the case reopened. I want her arrested.
5: I'm sorry it can't be done. You mean
3: you won't permit it?
5: Magda Halder is dead. He killed her.
3: He came back and killed her. What do you say? Oh, uh, nothing. Nothing at all.
5: You can read about it in this morning's paper. It seems your friend Magda Halder was drowned last night. <laughs>
2: Am I am I in trouble, Your Excellency? Why was I arrested? You were having an affair
3: with Magda Holder. Yes, but... Did the... you ever discuss how convenient it might be to get rid of her husband?
2: Oh, no, no, never, never. He, he was executed as an enemy of the people. Well, you know about that, Your Excellency.
3: And what happened to her last night?
2: We decided to take a boat ride you know, the excursion steamer, and we were on deck. And suddenly, she screamed, no, keep away from me, keep away. Everybody turned to look. She kept yelling, no, John, no, keep away from me. John? Yes. She must have thought she saw John, her dead husband. Next thing I knew, she had climbed onto the rail, and she she fell or jumped. I dove in after her, but it was dark and I couldn't find her. And before she could be rescued, she... She
1: was dead.
3: Very well, you may go.
1: You mean I'm not wanted for anything? I said go.
2: Mr. Assistant Minister. What do you want? I told you. Justice... Your wife is dead. You literally scared her to death.
3: Hasn't justice been done?
2: No. What more do you want?
3: Tell me, I, I see you in these
2: dreams. I'm tired, tense, and nervous.
3: And I let you talk me into all kinds of nonsense.
2: It isn't nonsense.
3: Your wife testified she didn't ask you to buy the ribbon now she's dead. But there's someone else we can ask. I'll lay this to rest once and for all.
1: Our friend Peter doesn't have an easy job. Awake, he gets cynical flack from his boss. Asleep, he's persecuted by the ghost of the man he sentenced to death. Wait a minute. Let's pull that last statement back. We say, asleep, Peter is persecuted. How can we be sure he's really asleep? Or that John Halder is positively dead? Well, just stick with us. You know we've never led you astray yet. Especially in the third act.
0: Until now... A do-it-yourselfer needed a vise to hold his work, a workbench to hold a vise, and the space to fit the workbench. Hi, Pat Summerall to tell you that True Value Hardware Stores can help you change all that with the Black & Decker Workmate. It's a portable all-purpose workbench, vise, and more. It adjusts to hold wedge-shaped objects, pipe, even irregular and bulky items like bicycles for repair. Yet it weighs just 32 pounds and folds to the size of a collapsed lawn chair. So you can take the workbench to the work. See the Workmate Portable All-Purpose Workbench at True Value Hardware Stores. And while you're there, check out their selection of Black & Decker power tools, like the 3-8-inch power drill. It drills through 3-8-inch steel or 3-4-inch hardwood. It's double insulated for electrical safety, and it's just $9.88. Black & Decker tools are just some of the values at participating True Value Hardware Stores. True Value. It's more than just a name. It's their way of doing business.
1: Littlewood has been serving as his country's assistant minister of justice, and it has just been called to his attention that he really doesn't know what justice is, which you must admit is an embarrassing situation. And since so much life and death is involved, Peter is determined to find out about one particular death, regardless of how much it costs. Yes, sir,
6: may I help you? Oh, Your Excellency. You know who I am. Yes, sir. Everyone knows you. You're the assistant to the Minister for Justice. I have a question to ask you. On the day of the demonstration... The demonstration? Oh, sir, I wouldn't know anything... You
3: remember that day? Yes,
6: sir. When we saw it begin, we were the ones who telephoned the police. You could look that up. It must be on their records. The first call came from a lady's ribbon and lace shop.
3: Do you know a Mr. John Holder? Holder? A professor at the university.
6: I don't think so.
3: This is his picture. Yes, sir. Now, on this particular day, do you remember seeing him in your shop?
6: No, sir. If he's a subversive person... Stop
3: that. I want the truth. Don't try to anticipate me. Now, did he buy anything in your shop?
6: That was a very upsetting day there there were so many people in here and i'm trying i'll show you my sales receipts the place was jammed people were coming in and out it was one of the busiest days of the year then you'd have no way of knowing and to make things worse once the police arrived people became frightened and they started jamming into all the stores. You know how the police swing their clubs and arrest everyone in sight. They have to do it. I'm not complaining. You didn't see this man? No, sir, I did not.
4: Peter? Yes, Alma. Oh, you're rather late.
3: I'm sorry I kept dinner waiting.
4: But we're not dining at home. We're not? Peter, are you all right? With the minister's guest for dinner tonight.
3: When did this happen?
4: Well, the date was made at least a week ago.
3: Oh, I can't seem to remember. It's formal. I'm just too tired.
4: You don't want to go?
3: I just want to get some sleep.
4: Well, then you'll simply have to call the minister.
3: Would you do it for me, Elma? I can hardly keep my eyes open. If you want to go, well, you can.
4: Oh, I find your minister a bore. And why would I want to go alone? Besides, I have work to do. Hello? Dr. Miller? Oh, it's you, my dearest. I'm afraid Peter and I must disappoint you this evening. Peter's not well.
5: A pity. Really a pity. We'll just have to make it a tater won't we? Shall I send the car for you, darling?
4: Just a moment, Your Excellency. Peter. The minister insists I come alone. He's invited some people to discuss plant security with
3: me. I hate to impose, Alma, but it might be better.
4: Uh, your Excellency. Yes, my darling. I'll wait for your car. The champagne is cooling. Hurry. Goodbye, Your Excellency. I
3: am sorry you're in for a boring night, Alma.
4: I'll manage to get through it. Somehow.
3: If Halder dares to show up now, I can face him. I have the evidence. He's a subversive. He said he was in that shop and bought the ribbon. If that were true, he could have proven it. But his wife denied sending him there. The shop owner can't remember seeing him there. He can't prove he was there.
2: But I can prove it. You. Yes. John Holder.
3: What do you want from me?
2: Justice.
3: You said you could prove you were in the ribbon shop. How can you prove...
2: Look in this bag. This small brown bag. Look at what's inside.
3: The, uh... The ribbon.
2: Yes. The ribbon. The blue ribbon Magda asked me to buy for her. And, uh, here... The sail slip.
3: When you were being interrogated, you were asked where the ribbon was. You said you lost it.
2: That's true. But,
3: but, but how did you lose it, and, and how did you find it?
2: I walked out of the shop, and the police descended upon the square, grabbing at everyone. I dropped the bag. It fell against the building. I remember that after I was executed. And so I went back there. Later. And it was still there.
4: Here,
2: take it. The ribbon. The blue ribbon.
3: The ribbon? Well, what am I supposed to do?
2: Take it. Use it as a symbol for justice. Justice? Take my place. My place in the underground.
3: Oh, no, no, you, you, you're crazy.
2: No. There will never be justice as long as this government exists to make a mockery of it. Help fight for a true government of the people. No. You say no. But you do it. you do it because now you believe in justice. I must wake up. Wake up from this nightmare. You will not wake up until mm. you hear me out. Look at your people. How they cower in fear. No, I'm not listening anymore. Yes, you are. I have brought you the symbol, the blue symbol of freedom and justice. This blue ribbon. Let me alone. I will go away now. But you will remember every word I said. And you will act. You must. Or else. I and so many others will have died in vain. Eh, goodbye, Peter. I know I leave the fight in good
4: hands. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. Coffee?
3: Thank you. Enjoy dinner last night?
4: Oh, it was the usual bore. No, I am sorry.
3: Well, at least I got a wonderful night's sleep.
4: Oh, well, I'm glad. Oh, did you
3: by any chance happen to see some blue...
4: (laughs) Yes.
3: This is going to sound crazy. I had a dream. Mm -hmm. A dream that someone had given me a piece of... (laughs) Well, it doesn't matter. It was only a dream. And yet it was so real. I half expected it would be there when I woke up. You
4: better see a doctor. Those dreams seem quite ravaging.
3: <laughs> the dreams are all over.
4: And how do you know?
3: I discovered why I was dreaming. Oh? You see, the dreams were a substitute for action.
4: What sort of action?
3: The right sort of action, which I realize an answer that leaves you no wiser than before.
4: Mm. Well, I shall be late for my office.
3: I wanted to say, wait, don't go. I want to talk to you about an entire change in my life. But I looked at her face. Her sallow face. So devoid of expression. She wasn't the kind of woman you talked to about... danger and excitement. Yes? Peter,
5: can you come to my office, please?
3: Well, is it important I have some documents... Very well. What is it, Your Excellency?
5: Say, what are all these people doing here? This should be familiar to you. You've attended so many in the past. It's an administrative trial. A trial? Who's been tried? You are. I am. Sergeant, place the handcuffs on him. No, no, wait, wait. Be seated.
3: I demand to know what this is all... You Mal- will
5: have your chance to be heard. You are charged with the murder of Professor John Halder. Murder? But
3: I sentenced him to death and
5: you approved the sentence. I was not in possession of all of the facts. You had withheld evidence. What evidence? Evidence that would have proved John Halder's innocence. That you murdered him. That isn't true. Why would I want to
3: murder him? I didn't even know him. You knew his wife? His wife? You were attracted to her. That's a lie.
5: And so you deliberately withheld the evidence. I defy you to produce any evidence. Do you recognize this? It's...
3: It's the bag.
5: Yes. The bag which contains the purchase Professor John Halder made at the ribbon shop. Two yards of blue ribbon which could have proved his innocence.
2: Where... where... How did you get that bag?
3: How do
5: you think? Your wife brought it to me.
3: My wife? Alma, you're here?
5: What are you doing here? Mrs. Littlewood, will you tell us how you came into possession of the bag with the blue ribbon?
4: I found it under uh, under my husband's pillow.
5: And what made you bring it to me?
4: I knew about the case, and I, I heard him talk about it in his sleep. How... He loved her. That, that
5: isn't true. John Halder brought it to me. John Halder is dead. Even so, he gave me the ribbon. Pretending to be insane will not save you. The fact is, the ribbon which could have saved John Halder was found in your possession. Thanks to the patriotic gesture by your wife, it is ours.
4: Elmer. Elmer, why? Why did you do this to me? It was my duty as a citizen.
5: You have committed the most heinous crime an official can be guilty of. Abuse of office. Now, is there anything you wish to say before sentence is passed? Alma.
2: Alma, where did you get the ribbon? It, it yes. was only a dream.
5: Alma, answer me. You needn't answer him, my dear. My... My dear? My dear?
6: Is that it? Is that what happened? But he's,
2: he's twice your age. What do you see in him?
5: Take him away.
2: No. No, please, Your
5: Excellency. Please. Thank you, gentlemen. The trial is over. <coughs> Champagne, dearest.
4: Yes, my darling.
1: And so the Honorable Peter Littlewood, assistant to the Minister for Justice, was finally brought to justice himself. You may say he deserved to die for all the people he had cruelly killed. And, of course, he also deserved to die for the cruel way he neglected his wife. But I shall not neglect you. I shall return in just a few moments.
3: Here in my hand is a little capsule, it's contact. It contains enough cold medicine to help relieve cold symptoms caused by every known virus. Think about that the next time you're sick, sneezing, dripping, or clogged up. Then let us help you with real
5: medicine, like contact. We're number one in the whole world.
1: Give your cold to contact, real medicine for real cold.
2: Take only as
0: directed. Hemorrhoid sufferers, the proof is here. Proof from leading doctors and hospitals of a medication that helps shrink swelling of hemorrhoidal tissues caused by inflammation. It's doctor tested, hospital tested Preparation H. Hundreds of tests prove that in many cases, Preparation H gives prompt, temporary relief of occasional pain and itch and helps shrink swollen, inflamed hemorrhoidal tissues. Preparation H, ointment or suppositories, use only as directed. Doctor tested, hospital tested Preparation H, helps shrink swollen hemorrhoidal tissues.
1: Is justice odd that a man who is engaged in the dispensing of justice would have to ask himself that question? Or is it so odd? How many of us know the meaning of our daily task? Or in other words, how many people really know what they're doing? Deponent knoweth not. Our cast included Leon Janney, Jackson Beck, E.V. Jester, and Robert Dryden. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Accidents happen every day. A foot may slip,
0: a tile could fall, and the only guilty party would be the wind... How, Laurent? How? Trust me, my angel. I shall find a way. Uh, did you hear anything?
2: Outside the door. It sounded like Madame's cat, Francois. Well, how could that be? He may have followed me here. Shh,
5: shh Quiet, quiet.
0: Nobody. It's not a thing. It was only... In our imagination. But why should we have both imagined the voice of Francois at the very same moment?
2: Hold me close, Laurent. I'm very
6: afraid.
1: The Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser, and True Value Hardware Stores. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our Mystery Theater for another adventure in the macabre.